I'm Andy, and I started Harry's, the shaving company that's fixing shaving. At Harry's, we keep it simple. We make sharp, durable blades and offer them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We obsess over quality so much that we do crazy things, like buy a German razor blade factory. So give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for only three bucks with free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter five at checkout. That's harrys.com code five. Vaccinations, specifically for measles, but vaccinations, and who the decision belongs to. Who the control belongs to and who it should belong to. As more and more cases are cropping up after the first outbreak from those that had been in Disneyland and California Adventureland in Anaheim, California, uh, in, uh, in Southern California, 45 minutes from where I sit. We now, if you look at a map of cases, have cases in New York, you have Missouri, you, you have uh, South Dakota, and tons of them uh, in Los Angeles. There are 12 children in uh, the neonatal unit in a hospital here in California where one had measles, the other 11 had not yet been vaccinated as their infants all are being watched. Now, measles can be fatal, especially if somebody is an infant. Measles can cause blindness. And in 2000, we were told that we didn't have measles anymore. But obviously in 2015, that is not the case. Well, it's interesting that something medical has become so political. Here are some comments that we heard yesterday. We started off with and we played yesterday the first politician to come out with a medical opinion. This is and and, and of course, a number of these people are looking at running for the presidency. First up is New Jersey Governor Chris Christie talking about choice and parents having such a choice with these vaccinations. All I can say is that I, we vaccinate ours. And so, you know, that's the, the best uh, expression I can give you my opinion. You know, it's much more important, I think, what you think as a parent than what you think um, as a public official. And that's what we do. Um, but I also understand that parents need to have some measure of choice in things as well. So that's the balance that the government has to decide. But I can just tell people from our perspective, uh, Mary Pat and I have had our children vaccinated, and we think it's an important part of making sure we protect their health and the public health. And of course, um, you know, he uh, had backpedaled on saying parents should have a choice on vaccinations uh, just a bit. Senator Rand Paul, a Republican from Kentucky who might run as the Tea Party libertarian, whatever you want to call him. I think he's still a Republican, right? Uh, You know, he's a physician as well. He says vaccinations should be optional. Now, before we play this. I had seen him on Fox News this morning. I was on uh, Fox uh, this morning, as you know, many of you know. And uh, I was watching him, you know, when he was talking. And as a physician, I had agreed with what he said until he added this to his comments. He originally said that we shouldn't have as many in such a small period of time. I agree with that. My husband, a physician, also feels that way. But here is he goes further, and I do not agree with him on this, uh, uh, talking about vaccinations being optional. I'm not anti-vaccine at all. But particularly, uh, most of them ought to be voluntary. I don't know if you remember when Governor Perry made it uh, mandatory to get uh, for a sexually transmitted disease to have everybody have to take it. Uh, while I think it's a good idea to take the vaccine, uh, I think that's a personal decision. I was annoyed when my kids were born that they wanted them to take hepatitis B in the neonatal nursery, and it's like that's a sexually transmitted disease or a blood-borne disease. Okay. And I didn't like them getting 10 vaccines at once, so I actually delayed my kids' vaccines 
and had him staggered over time. That was him on the uh, Laura Ingram radio show. And I have to say that my husband does have a problem with hep B vaccines being given to children, as uh, the the senator is right on that. Hep B is a sexually uh, transmitted disease. So uh, not until pre-teens or teens should children be given that many people. My husband, a physician, I, non-physician, just a parent, uh, agree with that part. Uh, but uh, Senator Rand Paul also talked about reactions, bad reactions to vaccinations. Now, there have been bad reactions to some of these diseases that were vaccinated for. I mean, you can go blind with measles. You can die as an infant from measles. Here I see an ends Michaela Pereira and Dr. Sanjay Gupta discussing Senator Rand Paul's comments regarding these reactions to the vaccines. I've heard of many tragic cases of walking, talking, normal children who wound up with profound mental disorders after vaccines. Now, he is, uh, you know, obviously sounding off on this, Hillary Clinton as well. Is there a danger, Dr. Gupta, I'm going to call you in this segment, of this being politicized, a medical debate being politicized like this? Yeah, no, there's no question. I think that it's uh, it's dangerous, and to the extent that this may there's some pandering happening, uh, it, that this is the sort of pandering that can be dangerous because you know uh, Rand Paul's a doctor. Uh, I'm sure he looks at studies. He knows a scientific method. He says he knows of many children who have uh, wound up with mental disorders after vaccines. You know, I, I don't know where he's getting that data from. And one of the old adages, Mick, in, in science is that correlation does not equal causation. There may be kids who have had mental disorders that have also received vaccines around that time in life. Mm. But just because those two things happen around the same time do not make one causing the other. So, uh, again, I, I don't know why he's saying this. The, the numbers don't bear that out. The science doesn't bear that out. I'd be curious what drove those comments. But, Sanjay, I mean, I think that what he was referring to is vaccine injuries. And there are a handful of people who get vaccine injuries. It's just that happens there. You know, I think that sometimes people like to doctors, pediatricians like to pretend that vaccines are 100 percent safe. They're not actually 100 percent safe. They are safe for the community. They are the right thing to do for the community, well, certainly. Let's, let's, let's but there is vaccine injuries. I think that that's what he was referring to. Yeah, sure. I, I, he may be. I don't know what specifically was inside his head at that moment. But let, let, let me let me address that because you bring up a good point. So when it comes to shouting from the rooftops that something is potentially dangerous, mm-hmm. look at things like vaccines and then start to compare them to things that we don't shout from the rooftop. In terms of injuries, you're right. Uh, vaccines, like most things that you put in your body, do have some potential uh, injury rates. Uh, for vaccines, it's about less than one out of a million doses. Are you going to have a serious allergic reaction? Could cause a seizure or something like that in a child. Take aspirin. This is something that we can all uh, relate to. It's in all of our medicine cabinets. Twelve events per 10,000 people could wow. cause a potential intracerebral hemorrhage. I'm not trying to frighten you away from aspirin. Mm-hmm. point is the numbers are still very small. With vaccines, it's exponentially smaller risk than aspirin. And yet that's, we're, not, we're not screaming about aspirin. Uh, th- this is this is what happens in the medical community. But when you add, I mean, Senator Rand Paul is a doctor, but he is also a politician. Now, during a hearing on the measles and the flu outbreak, another and another Republican uh, tuned in and chimed in. Congressman Tim Murphy from Pennsylvania, a Republican, he talked about the, quote, false rumors about vaccines that cause autism in children. Now, before we play this, I've had three friends who have children with autism who have testified before Congress. I have seen a little girl who was one way, completely normal, and then after the vaccines had changed. We don't know enough about autism 
And remember, we heard our expert yesterday saying that that doctor was one of eight physicians, and the study goes far beyond that, so it's not completely a fraud. But this is Congressman Tim Murphy, a Republican from Pennsylvania, and I do not believe he is a physician. Many are choosing not to vaccinate against the flu because they hear the vaccine doesn't work, so why bother? We're seeing a similar result with measles vaccinations, but for very different reasons. And now we're paying the piper for more than 100 cases have been stricken with the disease of measles that had once been eradicated from our shores. False rumors still exist that vaccines and a preservative for multi-dose vaccines, which once used a microscopic amount of mercury as a preservative to prevent bacteria growth, led to autism. There is no credible evidence to support that claim. Well, uh, you know, quite frankly, um, they, you know, the, the exact link to vaccines, yes, but what is in the vaccine, the time frame, a genetic predisposition, the perfect storm, uh, if you will. By the way, we, they also don't talk about a mother being vaccinated. One of my friends whose son is severely autistic, a violent autistic child who is violent specifically against women. And, and they're very, they, look at the spectrum. It's very, very, very wide spectrum. Um, and uh, he, he is not a fully functioning child. He will never be able to uh, fully function on his own, and, and this person is a very, very dear friend of mine. As a matter of fact, we dated in, in college, and some of you would know him. He's uh, somewhat of a celebrity. He's been on television, and, uh, and not just been on television, but, you know, a lot. Uh, but he, uh, he said that his wife, uh, now his ex-wife, believes that it's because she took the flu shot when her son was in utero. Uh, you know, th- these have chemicals in them. These have bacteria, organisms, live organisms, diseases. We need to think twice. Uh, And this is in a tweet, Hillary Clinton encouraging vaccinations. Foreign Secretary of State Hillary Clinton shared her views on inoculations last night. She tweeted a disagreement with the potential 2006 Republican presidential candidates questioning of mandatory vaccinations. She said, quote, the science is clear. The earth is round. The sky is blue and vaccines work. Let's protect all our kids. Grandmothers know best. Uh, and the tweet uh, comes after those comments by New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, which you just heard in Kentucky Senator Rand Paul that uh, you just heard, who split with conventional thinking on vaccinating children against uh, diseases. Um, Christie had it said when he was traveling in London yesterday that, quote, it's much more important, I think, what you think as a parent than what you think as a public official. The problem here is Some of us as parents make decisions with our children, and we all know this, based on misinformation or not enough information, information, but not the full range of information. Now, I'm not saying we should blindly trust our doctors, but we know the facts. The children and the adults that were vaccinated with measles did not contract measles in Disneyland or California Adventureland, despite the urban legends, okay? The president has said in an interview with NBC on Sunday to parents, quote, you should get your kids vaccinated. He said, quote, it's good for them. And the challenge you have is if you have a certain group of kids who don't get vaccinated and if it, and the group grows large enough that a percentage of the population doesn't get vaccinated. And they're the folks who can't get vaccinated, small infants, for example, or people with certain vulnerabilities that can't get vaccinated. They suddenly become much more vulnerable. Now, true, always with any disease, the youngest and the oldest are the most vulnerable. Because their immune systems are the weakest. Our immune systems weaken as we age. We're more susceptible uh, to illness. We're more fragile, which is why if you break a bone when you're 80, very different than if you do at 18. But when 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 your immune system hasn't developed at all, as is the case with an infant, we really don't know what could happen with that child. What the disease will do 
And quite frankly, we also don't always know 100% what the vaccines will do. And the vaccine that has most often been called into question is the MMR, the measles, mumps, rubella. And that is the vaccine for measles. We heard yesterday it never contained mercury, someone thought, but a lot of people feel that the combination of these three. Now that shot is given in more than one dose. I spread out the shots for my kids as much as I could. And when they entered school by age six, they had had all their shots. But I took six years to do it. With the exception of my son who was adopted, And like I said, had 36 vaccines in order to enter the United States by four months of age, including hep B. Now, what four-month-old is sexually active? Please. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, Rand Paul, a physician, uh, said he believes the vaccination should be voluntary. I don't. And, And like many of you, I have a problem with the government telling me what to do with my kids or parenting my kids. But I think the government has a responsibility when it comes to the best interest and the health of our nation. So questions for you, and we're going to take your calls at 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543-1. Should the government require all children to be vaccinated? If so, should the mandate for vaccinations come from the federal or state level? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543-2. Should parents be allowed to reject vaccinations for their children? Currently only for religious purposes, can you do that? How much does that put the rest of us and our children at risk if that would be the case? Should parents be allowed to reject vaccinations for their children? In other words, should it be voluntary? And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Talking about all the talk about vaccinations and getting your take. Should the government require all kids to be vaccinated? And should that come from a federal or state level? Should parents be allowed to reject vaccinations? In other words, should they be optional? And what can we do to protect ourselves from international travelers? Are we giving our kids too many vaccines? And are we giving them in too small a time frame? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Uh, let's go to the calls. We've got a lot of them. And let's start out on line three with Paul in Washington. Paul, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Hey. Uh, you know, Rand Paul, let's not give him too much credit for being a, a physician. He's an ophthalmologist. That's a highly specialized type of physician. He doesn't know any more about infectious disease than you or me. Well, he might know a little bit more about infectious disease because he does have an MD before he specialized. But it's true. That is not his specialty. Well, I have a degree in in, uh, biochemistry. I bet I have more biochemistry uh, knowledge than he does. You probably have have equal with a degree as somebody who's who's an MD uh, with their uh, pre-med requirements, correct? Right. I had to take the same courses he took. And I I've had none of that. So, so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just speaking for, as an opinionated talk show host and mother on this, married to a physician. Well, look at it this way. He says enough irresponsible things that as a person who has a serious eye disease, I wouldn't want him looking at my eyes, okay? All right. I would want Rand Paul. So, Paul, with me. your biochemistry background, what's your take on the, uh, the vaccinations and whether or not they should be mandatory and who decides that? Well, I gotta, I'll put it this way. It's real simple. You want to send your kid to public school? vaccinations is what you need to have if that's what the school district requires and the the, the school district uh, public school district is perfectly within their power to to require that uh, i don't see the I, I really don't if you don't want to and i really don't find that there should be an exemption for uh, a religious exemption if you if you have a religious problem with it then you can send your kids somewhere else so send you're your saying is it you're, but, but but you have to remember even though, and I hear you, but if a kid's in public school, you know, that's one thing. And a kid's in private school, that's another. But kids from public and private school go to the same playground. And those germs are airborne. That virus is airborne. 
Okay, sure. That's a good reason why the kids in the public school should be vaccinated. But the irresponsible people who don't get their kids vaccinated. And you know what? Uh, i got to respond to a caller you had last hour. His name was Water, who said he was a, a naturopathic physician. Uh, you know, he's the kind of guy who really gives naturopathy a bad name, if you ask me, because he, he was knocking what he called science-based medicine. I wanted to say, Water, what is naturopathy based on? Faith? I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous that, that he's, when you said to him, uh, you know, there are young children uh, who die from measles and, and go blind. He says, oh, yeah, I, that's very unfortunate. Okay, Paul, but- hang on, hang on. we got to take a break. I'll let you finish when we come back, and we uh, got to take some more calls. Don't go away. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. We are talking about vaccination, specifically with the outbreak of measles and all of the politicians weighing in. We thought we'd let you weigh in. You don't need to be a politician or running for president. Paul in Washington, you were not finished on line three. Go ahead, finish up, buddy. Uh, okay. I guess what I was going to finish up at this point, that a previous caller who said that, you know, when you pointed out to him that um, that measles can cause uh, blindness and, it, and some young children can die from the measles, his, his lack of, uh, I don't know, he, he said, oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. But the, the suggestion, the notion that it might cause autism was the a priori in his mind. And that is ridiculous because, you know what, we don't even know what autism is. Autism is a syndrome. I worked with autism. That's the first, uh, my first teaching job is what I worked with autistic kids. And they're all so different. Autism is a syndrome. A syndrome means there are many different kinds right. of, of symptoms, and the person might have a combination of several of them. And so we don't even know what it is to suggest that. Uh, and there are kids, by the way, who are autistic who've never had any vaccinations. So this this sort of post hoc fallacy that Rand Paul who says uh, says that uh, well I know some perfectly healthy walking talking kids that soon after getting a vaccination, yeah I mean how ridiculous that isn't that just sort of uh, next thing you know some of these kids will end up being pregnant and having been, being parents too. I mean is that the cause? It's ridiculous. Okay. There's, there's no evidence of it, as it's already been pointed out, and we don't even know what autism is. No, no, that that's one thing we don't. I mean, people are, you know, taking away, you know, getting all organic foods, getting all organic chemicals. Some people think it's genetic, some don't. Some, Everyone I know, though, the only link I have seen, and I am not a researcher by any means, is that the infant had, an, and boys are four times more likely than girls to be autistic, uh, and uh, to, to, to have this syndrome, uh, that all of these children that I know, and I'm saying I know these children and their parents personally, all of them had severe, uh, chronically uh, severe uh, ear infections very, very young in age. Let's take more calls. We go to Line 5 in California with Iris. Iris, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Hi. Um, the vaccinations is quite interesting because at first I – um, back in the early 90s, uh, I thought I did a mistake with my children doing the fact of the vaccinations. Now that it's coming out that it's wrong, that those were it was misrepresented, that's scary. And we need, if we're going to have parents who say you don't want to vaccinate, and they do have the right to say, no, I don't want to vaccinate, then we need separate bathrooms, separate playgrounds, because we've got to protect the public. And the other thing about the international, I came over when I was six, and my sister was two. We had to get inoculated like we were in the Army. It was scarier than you know what. I remember going to the, um, um, uh, where was it, Air, 
at the air base and stuff, and it was every time I got to have a big, huge shot, and it was scarier than you know what. But to come into the United States, yes, it needs to be, you have to be vaccinated. If you want to be here, fine. But if you're born here and you have parents, yeah, they should have choices. But then again, the ones that do inoculate their children, we should have choices of saying we don't want to be in the schools with the ones that are not inoculated and we want separate bathrooms, separate playgrounds and all that stuff. I mean, come on, folks. All right. Uh, very interesting. Yeah, my son had to have all those uh, vaccines, uh, you know, and I guess, you know, if you come here, you live of a choice than if you're born here. But what about the choice to protect our children from those who have chosen not to vaccinate? Very good point, Iris. Thank you. Uh, let's go to uh, Suzanne. Is it Suzanne or Suzanne in uh, Beverly Hills on line one? Hi. Is it Suzanne? Hi, it's Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Good afternoon. Hi. Um, I, I totally agree with Iris that previous caller. Um, when I was a kid, I my parents got me out of the shots because of a religious reason. And as a result, I got mumps as an adult. And, and if you don't mind me asking, so people understand, well, there, there are some religions where they don't like medication. And, and was that when you were Christ, uh, like a Church of Scientology or something? It was Christian science. Christian science. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I got the mumps as an adult in my 30s and got encephalitis and almost died. So there's that. But the thing that stands out in my mind is that I don't think the government should force people to get to get the shot. I think what the government's place is is to protect the people that that do get the shot. And that would be that you can't go to any school. You can't go to any camp. You can't go any place where children gather unless your children are vaccinated. Oh, okay. Now, I hear you, Suzanne. Okay, with regard to school, hypothetically, uh, the uh, government can weigh in on the public schools because that's, uh, you know, uh, tax dollars. Uh, private schools may have a harder time with that, but most private schools, I know my kids go to private school uh, here in Southern California, and uh, they um, they did uh, require that they, you know, have the standard vaccinations that the public schools have. Right. Okay. But how do you enforce that in playgrounds or Disneyland or California Adventureland? You know, we have everything here, Knott's Berry Farm, SeaWorld, the San Diego Zoo. Uh, you know, Well, I agree. I don't think any of that would be easy. But here's the thing. If you recall smallpox, um, in, it used to be mandatory that you could not get, like, a passport without a, a smallpox vaccination. That disease was eradicated in 1972. They dropped that requirement to get a vaccination, and the last case of it, I believe, was in 1977 uh, in Africa. So they eradicated it. We eradicated measles, and now it's back because somewhere, somehow, somebody got it and passed it on. So it needs to be a law. You have to have a vaccination or you can't go to school. You can't go to school. So you have to have your kids schooled at home, period. I well, that, that's fine as far as schooling, but it doesn't take away. I mean, this is an airborne no, virus. No, it doesn't. It doesn't eliminate You're just You're just saying to reduce the yeah. exposure yeah. for our kids. Right. Yeah, but and, but, but know, the outbreak I, we're having now in California is because of Disneyland and California Adventureland, not exactly. schools. Exactly. And Maybe they should require you have uh, some kind of certificate before you can go. I mean, it's carrying it far, but it doesn't have to be forever either. 
maybe yeah. for a couple years. You have to have a certificate. You, you know, and I, and I hate to bring, you know, our, our, you know, our imitates life. Law and Order is a show I love, and so does one of my producers. And they actually had an episode on this, a woman who chose not to vaccinate her son. And uh, one of the children that um, that uh, was exposed, actually like a neighbor's baby or a kid at the playground, exposed to, uh, he was carrying. Sometimes you could be a carrier, too, and you don't Absolutely. come down. And this child was a carrier of something. I think it was measles. And the infant died, and they actually charged the mother with manslaughter. Uh, you know, it, I don't remember oh, how it turned out, but it, it was it was an interesting concept. And, you know, that was art, but this is happening in life, uh, at least uh, the discussion of things like this. Okay, any anything well, else, I Suzanne? Mean, if they're going to make a law, um, I'm all for it. it. Again, it doesn't have to be permanent. It can be just, you know, a temporary one until it, it's eradicated again. All right. Thank you, Suzanne. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Appreciate your call. Uh, um, Almost having dinner in Beverly Hills tonight. Now I'm going to Santa Monica, changing plans. But thank you for the call. Jason is in New Mexico, line two, a little bit farther for me to drive for dinner. But hey, Jason, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. I I enjoy your show and your producer is a class act. Um, But I have a whole different take on all of this. And I'm just going to go through some history um, so everybody understands why I, I, I'm not necessarily just always in agreement with whatever the latest science is. Um, and I'm not necessarily uh, promoting the idea that vaccines cause autism either. I'm just simply saying that, you know, for about 300 years, maybe it was longer, um, the science was that this earth was flat, Hillary Clinton, and there was a small population of people who believed that the earth was not flat. And they turned out to be right. Galileo said the, the sun rotates around, uh, the earth rotates around the sun, not vice versa. They locked him up for 11 years of his life. And 342 years later, the government of the time, the church, apologized and said he was right. So, you know, what I get tired of is because people want to ask questions and because people want to get as much information as they possibly can to make the best decision that they possibly can, you can be labeled in the questioning process a wackadoodle, a conspiracy theorist, a, you know, all sorts of things. And then you have a caller like that gentleman from Washington who says, it's just crazy, it's just crazy, it's just crazy. Getting answers and asking questions should never be considered crazy. As much history as there is of us, the masses, being lied to or being misled or misinformed for centuries, I think it's, first of all, your duty to question anything that is going to be mandated on you. My problem is, you know, when when the government tells me I have to put on my seatbelt, that means that freedom is slowly and slowly diminishing. And so when the government tells me in the best interest of everybody that they need to store all of my data, that everything I've ever done electronically, because it's for the protection of the rest of everybody else, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm, I, I'm suspicious, and I'm suspicious of this whole conversation on both sides. Um, and I just think that it's our, it's our obligation as Americans because of the way our country was set up to question every single law. And I am totally questioning anybody that says they should do this and we have to do that and they should make a law. We've got so many laws on the books, Leslie, that can't be enforced. This would just be one more law on the books that enforcement would would bankrupt us. So those are my thoughts on it. I would love to. I, I think you're an intelligent woman, and I think that you're not just about bashing, 
you know, one side or the other. I think that you sound like a critical thinker. And so I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are on it from a freedom perspective, not from a... Well, here, here's my here, okay. Here's my my problem. I'm a liberal Democrat. I don't believe the government should and and can uh, solve everything. Um, but one one of the things I have to say, and, and science is not an absolute, and science is not an absolute. However, we do. Yeah, you got to turn your radio off because the delay is confusing you and me. Thanks. Oh, uh, the. For, for my, my husband's a physician, which helps me sometimes to understand things that I wasn't educated in. Okay, and. Uh, autism, for one thing, is a very, very unknown uh, area. Oh, we lost the call. Uh, so I'll just uh, answer it. Uh, you know, I hope you can listen off there and then we'll go to break. Um, a very, very unknown area. Autism aside, why would we want our children to be exposed to something that could harm them? Sure, there are people that survive from measles, but there are those that are blinded. There are those that die. Infants. So the science shows that with measles, okay, and I'm not saying the flu, measles does not, is not the same as the flu in the sense that the flu evolves as we evolve. In other words, what we have learned from science is we develop a flu shot and then the bacteria that we are fighting re forms itself into a different type of identity, morphs, if you will, into something that the vaccination doesn't work for. We have seen this with malaria. The World Congress is a the World Health Organization, excuse me, has had to take back all of the malaria vaccines because they don't work anymore. Lice, head lice has grown resistant to that stuff you buy over the counter. And they don't have anything now that works. Some people use uh, lavender and other things, peppermint homeopathically. But you got to go into a place and have them taken out one by one. No drug. I saw my kids do it last year. And me too. Yuck. But measles is not that type of uh, strain like a, like a, like a you know, virus or you know, something that is a, a live bug or parasites. It's different. The vaccine will protect you, will make you immune to catching the measles virus from another individual, period. And the same with chickenpox. You will not get chickenpox if you are vaccinated. And that is, I think, in the best interest of our society is if we can say, which we did at one time, hey, we have no more polio. We have two cases in California. Again, we can't prevent what comes here traveling. Or maybe we can in the future. Right now we can't. But we can do the best that we can as a society to protect ourselves from something like the measles and to protect our children and so that we're not putting someone else at risk. Here's the thing. You don't want to vaccinate your kid. I understand your choice and your freedom, and I respect that. The problem is you could inadvertently kill someone with that choice. And that's where I say, you know what? There ought to be a law. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Talking vaccinations, your opinion on it, getting your take. And we've got a lot of folks we are talking with. Uh, up next is Bruce in Massachusetts, Line 4. Hey, Bruce, good afternoon. Hi. Um, I feel very strongly in uh, favor of vaccinations. But what I find interesting is, at least in Massachusetts, you the only way to get out of it is to cr- claim a religious exemption. And that's pretty much here in California in as well. Any way prove that you just have to basically say yeah 
I am taking a religious exemption. And I'm a member of the clergy. The vast majority of religions, followed by the vast majority of Americans, are in favor of vaccination. And I think just if they would make you get an actual letter, it would reduce greatly the number of people taking a fake, basically, religious exemption. You know, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because it's interesting you say that, uh, Pastor, because when I adopted my son and he had those 36 vaccinations in four months, I thought, I don't I don't want anything else going into his body for years. And I knew that I could claim that, um, even though that wouldn't be true. So what I did is I went to the preschool and I said, here are the list of vaccinations he had. He had them in a small period of time because he's adopted. I don't know his biology. And because there's really not hardcore evidence regarding autism, I'm very concerned. And my husband wrote a letter as a physician as to the time, uh, and, and we'd like you know, and like to wait. So he's had these vaccinations, these that he needs. You know, I'll make sure he has all these by this grade, but I need to spread them out. And they were okay with that. Of course, this was a private preschool, not a public preschool. So I say, of course, because they have a little more leeway. Right, but in. In most states, all you have to do is say, I'm taking an exemption. It's Very like true. It's a filibuster where you just say, I'm going to filibuster. You don't actually have to get up and stand there. And I think if, you know, if, if there's a legitimate religious exemption for, you know, individual religions, Christian science most notably, then let them not get it. But let them say, I'm a Christian scientist. This is my membership. This is, or maybe the membership's problematic, but I affirm that I am a member of a group that so-and-so and so-and-so. Um, and you find people going to religious schools where the religion themselves doesn't, uh, you know, is in favor of vaccinations and strongly forbids people not getting vaccinations, taking religious exemptions because they don't actually have to do anything to prove it. Okay, very, uh, very good point. Uh, very good point. All right, thank you. Uh, appreciate that, Bruce. Uh, let's go next to line three with John in Ohio. Hi, John. Good afternoon. Uh, hi, Leslie. Um, First off, I just want to say that um, I had to uh, Google you to get your phone number and um, went to your website, and uh, you are uh, one good-looking lady. Oh, well, thank you. You know, airbrushing is a miraculous tool. No, no. <laughs> the picture does need to be updated, but I, I'm, I'm still, I appreciate that. Very, very kind of First time I called a radio uh, program, and my nerves may stem from the fact that uh, you're, uh, you're a good-looking yeah, but you can't see me, so don't worry about that. And I do appreciate that, but it is very subjective. But th- but thank you, but thank you. And I have to tell you, I give my phone number out all the time. I get criticized for giving it out too much. I'm sorry you had to do that. Uh, so what's your what's your take on this? Well, anyway, um, I uh, I just had to I had to weigh in. Um, I'm not an expert on uh, autism and vaccines, but um, I am I am the father of three girls, and um, I could just tell you my story. I uh, I uh, I was. Like most of your callers, um, I don't want to, you know, no offense to them, but I was, I was just as, and you know, arrogant, pompous, know-it-all as every everybody else seems to be. Okay. Until, well, my first, so my first daughter, she got all her shots. You know, she, uh, she, she made it through. You know, she had a bunch of ear infections soon after that, uh, but we didn't think anything of it. My second daughter, she got her shots. You know, this is around age of one. And the next day, she had five swollen joints, wrist, fingers, and her knee was like the size of a, uh, you know, small cantaloupe. I mean, it was just excruciating pain. It was, 
it was debilitating for quite a few years, and um, it happened like the day after she got her MMR vaccine. Really? And she she came down with she con- contracted juvenile rheumatoid arthritis from the shots, and I, you know, ever since you know her 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 situation you know we we did a bunch of research got some homeopathic help and uh oh god we are out of time will you will you do me a favor can you call me tomorrow to finish up because i'm i'm dying to know what happens seriously and and here's here's that dilemma right to, to vaccinate or not vaccinate because the measles can kill somebody and make them blind and the vaccine can sometimes cause this and i want i want to hear about that i really do i really care and i really want to hear about it i'm leslie marshall we will be back tomorrow i'm sorry i can't control time i'm sorry